The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm so glad that you're here. And if this is the first time that you're listening to the show, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here, and I am especially thrilled that you're tuning in to this episode. I'm speaking with my friend, Vani Hari. She's been on the show before, and actually we met up here in Atlanta at Spanx when Jessie Itzler was interviewing her about her then-book, Feeding You Lies. That was the second book in her trilogy, and her newest one, out in October, is Food Babe Kitchen, and this one is an incredible addition to your library. Not only is it packed with recipes, but it also gives you a breakdown of every single aisle in the grocery store, what you should be eating, and in my opinion, most importantly, what you should not be eating, because it's often the things that we remove from our diets that really give us better health. Um, And so speaking with her is always such a treat. She is a brilliant activist um, going up against, you know, big food companies. She's been attacked for that, which was really described in her second book, Feeding You Lies, and she just keeps pushing. And I just have so much respect for her and the work that she's doing, um, you know, especially now during a pandemic. Making your health a priority is everything. It's it's so important, not only for you, so that you can do the work that you need to do in the world, but also for your children. Because uh, as we know, you can destroy a gut biome uh, for years. So making that a priority, making your children's health, their gut health, their brain health a priority is going to impact them for years to come. So I'm thrilled to share her work with you today. If you love this episode, please share it out with at least one friend. Please, as always, leave us a review. Those are always so appreciated. And enjoy my conversation with the amazing Vani Hari. This episode is brought to you by BioLite. In 2005, Dr. Rollins was looking for a way to help his wife stay healthy and hydrated through her chemotherapy treatments. He tried all the popular hydration products, but nothing was effective. As a result, his wife had to resort to IV bags to keep up with her treatments. He decided to develop his own solution, a liquid supplement that offers the same benefits of an IV, but in a drinkable form. And so BioLite, the world's first IV in a bottle, was created. BioLite is a physician-formulated drink that contains seven and a half times more electrolytes than leading sports drinks with only one-third of the sugar. When you need hydration without sacrificing quality and convenience, BioLite is the answer. It's the best choice for athletes, those recovering from illnesses, those fighting cancer, or just anyone who wants to stay healthy and hydrated. And BioLite is doing something incredible. In honor of October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, they are offering free bottles to anyone fighting cancer and going through chemotherapy. To redeem this limited time offer, please visit drinkbiolite.com forward slash free bottles to sign up for yourself or to gift a loved one by using the code WARRIOR. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-I-O-L-Y-T-E dot com forward slash free bottles and use the code WARRIOR. Oh, hello, Vani. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. So good to see you. I, I tell you, when I um, when I met you 
in Atlanta last year. Was it last year that that happened? Yeah. yeah last, gosh, it feels like ages ago. I know. Um, it was just so good to, to meet you in person. And I'm so glad that we connected and I love everything that you're up to. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks again for the invitation to Spanx. That was an amazing afternoon. It was, it was so cool to hear you speak. And we were talking about your last book, Feeding You Lies, which was phenomenal. It's still on my bookshelf. Um, I go back and just kind of get angry and get remotivated when I read it. <laughs> um, but how has your life changed since, since we last met up? What's new for you, COVID and all? Um, so right as we were kind of getting locked down, I got pregnant. So that was very exciting. Um, something to look forward to considering, you know, all of the madness that we've been in and, um, and, you know, that has been kind of the focus, you know, uh, I'm pregnant, you know, I was finishing up the book. We had to cancel, um, mm. multiple photo shoots that were related to the book. We still made the book happen with the photos we got, um, which was just incredible. And, um, and so much shifted, you know, and then of course, you know, I'm also running another company, Truvani, and that, you know, we had our challenges there. We were selling out of our vitamin C and our vitamin D yes. support supplement. And, we were scrambling to try to get that to people because everybody was like, we need this now, you know, we're in a pandemic. And um, so we've, you know, it was a, it's been a um, up and down year, you know, just a lot of, you know, I don't feel like it's just gone by like in a blink of an eye too, um, which is kind of strange because you think when you're kind of prohibited to do a lot of the things that you normally do that it would just drag on. But um it hasn't been that way for me just because I've been staying so busy. Yeah. And, you know, the first trimester was pretty rough, <laughs> definitely <laughs> more rough than my last time. Um, I was so nauseous oh, for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then finally that went away. So that was good. Yeah. It's the greatest reprieve. I think every woman understands every woman listening to this gets it. Um, and you would think too, like the second pregnancy, you'd be so busy. You wouldn't even think about being pregnant, but they're, they're each their own, uh, beast. (laughs) And you feel so guilty, like telling your, you know, if you have other children, when you become pregnant, you feel so guilty. Like I felt so guilty telling my daughter I'm tired or I don't feel well. Right. Don't, can you go with daddy, you know, or whatever, you know, I just felt so bad, but, um, now I'm just taking in all the snuggles and trying to get those moments of just mommy daughter time, um, in because I know things are just going to change dramatically when this baby comes in December. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember being like really nervous, I guess, worried that my oldest would feel like they weren't getting enough attention, not enough love. But I tell you, it doesn't happen that way. Like it just fully expands the entire family. I know you're going to you're going to feel the same way. What about you? How's been how's the last few months been for you? You know, I, I, most of my work, I think when I met you, I had just quit my full-time government job after 10 years. It was like awesome. the first event <laughs> after that big move. Um, and it's just been, you know, it's been great because obviously I'm able to do the show, you know, virtually and, you know, my business is just, it's kicking along like, you know, like nothing. I think the hardest thing has been adjusting with the kids at home and uh, homeschooling them. I've jumped into that because, 
you know, I'm like, we're, we're going to be doing virtual, virtual learning anyway. So I might as well run the curriculum. So that's been, that's great. Instead of having them be in front of a screen, yes. you're, you're kind of doing yes. it. Yeah. That's great. That's an, an incredible feat. I, I commend you for that. Um, but you know what? It's easier than, than you think, you know, like there's just so many resources out there. That's um, awesome. I really, you know, I actually thought about that as well for my daughter because we were planning to put her into a Montessori school earlier this year. Um, but then everything kind of started happen. They closed down like all the schools. And then um, I was really concerned about, you know, her being so young, having to wear a mask, you know, all of those things and, and just not having the, the right type of environment to learn. And thankfully we found an amazing Montessori school that, you know, was, uh, didn't require, um, you know, a mask for her school and, um, and just, you know, she started school. And I tell you that (laughs) I, I, uh, was so worried because she's been at home with me for three and a half Mm -hmm. years. And, um, and she just, she just self weaned at, in July. Oh, wow. Uh, Didn't even have to do anything. Um, which was, just beautiful to watch just to see like the transition of her becoming a little girl mm-hmm. and, um, and breaking free of, of me and being in <laughs> and, um, and discovering chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and, um, and so, um, but yeah, so just seeing her love school now and she mm-hmm. just started, you know, she just, it's so awesome. And then it's forced me to get into this very rigorous routine, right? Yeah. Cause you know, I have to be ready on time in the morning. I have to wake her up in time. I have to have breakfast ready. Like everything's got to be game plan. Right. Whereas before we were just like, whatever, we'll eat, we'll yeah. eat, you know, and natural flow, you know? Um, so things are, you know, a little bit more rigorous around here, which actually has helped my productivity level because, you know, also when you're pregnant, you just kind of get everything done in the morning and by the afternoon, you're just like, oh, yes. And so, um, it's been great. I've loved, I love the school schedule. Like I love it. And she only goes until noon, but, um, noon comes quick though. I bet it does come quick. And, you know, I still have to have help, some help in the afternoon for, you know, various things, meetings and, um, interviews and things like that. And, you know, everything that I'm up to and doing, but it's just, it's, it's great because we, I'm still able to eat every meal with her, which yeah. I feel is so crucial to bringing up children in this day and age. And that is so fun because, you know, we get to experiment with different fruits and vegetables and foods. And she's just, I know she's eating so well. So that makes me so happy as the food babe, you know. Right. Course. This episode is sponsored by a very cool new company we've discovered called Layer Origin. Layer Origin was founded by a few food science PhDs at Cornell University in New York who have developed the best prebiotic supplement on the market, and it's called Pure HMO. HMOs can be found in human milk and are what nurture the immune system and support the microbiome of infants. Now, don't worry, Pure HMO doesn't actually contain human milk. Instead, it's produced by a precise fermentation and purification process of lactose. But the key is, it effectively replicates HMO and all the benefits. 
Clinical research shows that HMOs can also benefit immune function, gut health, and brain cognition in adults. Nutrition authors and podcasters like Ben Greenfield and Joel Green have been discussing the benefits of HMO lately as well. There's a lot of excitement about prebiotics right now, and HMO in particular. And listen up, our listeners are eligible for a special discount at amazon.com forward slash layer origin. Just type the code 15PureHMO at checkout to save 15% when you order Layer Origins Pure HMO Prebiotic. Again, that's amazon.com forward slash Layer Origin and use the code 15PureHMO. I mean, that's everything. Like you're you're living proof of, of your ethos. And I think that that comes across, you know, it's like you can be fully transparent because you do believe in this and you are raising your now children this way. Um, but let's talk about the Food Babe Kitchen. Why, why this book right now? Obviously, there's a huge emphasis on home cooking, on healthy eating, on health, you know, just building your immune system, you know, with the right nutrition. Why, why this book? Why now? Well, that's a great question. So, you know, my first book was, you know, how to get off processed foods, like the 21 day plan that that was Food Babe way. And feeding you lies was like, whoa, here's what happened to me becoming an activist and taking on the food industry. And here's what I learned about the food industry and the ways that they have duped us and how they use front groups and um, uh, paid spokespeople and others to, to prevent this information from getting out and attack, of course, activists like myself. And, and that was a very, that was probably my most difficult book to, to write because it was so emotional sharing all of the stories of what exactly happened to me and all of the different media stories and what was going on and discussing and breaking down all of these, you know, at the very beginning of the book, I break down this piece that was posted in the um, New York times, like a few weeks after my first book came out and, and how every single critical voice in that story was being paid by the food industry, but the New York Times wouldn't reveal that to the public. So when the public reads the story, they're like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if I should trust the fact mm-hmm. that I should remove artificial food dyes from my diet from this girl, you know, or whatever, because they had industry spokespeople from, you know, the caramel color industry and others. And so it just, you know, revealing all of that information, What I think that's my masterpiece work. Like I just, that book is... I'm so proud of that book, but this book is more deeply personal because I'm sharing what I do in my household on a day-to-day basis. And you should be receiving the book like any minute right now. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I just can't wait for you to get, get it and see it. But the first 55 pages is how to build a food babe kitchen. You know, everything from Um, what you're putting in your pantry, going down every single grocery store aisle and stocking it for success and making sure you're picking the right ingredients and the right um, staples to have available to make, you know, the recipes in the book. And then everything from what are you cooking with and how are you storing your food and what are the swaps that you need to make in order to create a very safe kitchen where, not only are you preserving the nutrients of your food that you're cooking, but you're also not allowing any leaching of chemicals into the food. Um, and, and through my experience of traveling and just going over to my mother's house or going to a friend's house, there are a lot of tips that a lot of people don't know still. And that's why I knew I had to write this book and I hadn't seen a cookbook or a book 
created this way. And so I just felt like this was like the manifesto that I leave that I can, I can leave to my daughter and I can leave to my family and say like, this is how you create an environment in your home, a cooking environment in your home where it's the safest, cleanest, best ingredients um, available kind of situation so that, you know, they know what kind of the ideal is. And, you know, I, um, I, I'm not one that likes to spend all day in the kitchen. And actually there's some, <laughs> here's the book right here. There's some recipes that didn't make it in right here. Um, and I'll tell you one recipe. It was homemade croissants that I wanted to make that I wanted to freeze that you could just warm up whenever you wanted. And, you know, homemade, like an, an organic croissant is really hard to get. Um, <laughs> yeah. Denver, right. Very hard to get. So I was like, okay, I'm going to recreate them. I'm going to do this. Well, it was taking me four days to, <laughs> to, to make the dough. Oh, no. and, and I was like, no, I'm not going to spend four days making this dough. This is going to be like a once a year project. I can't put this recipe in this book. Like no one's going to do this, right? And so, you had me until page 36, the Christmas. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, that recipe is crap. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and, and if I'm even laboring over it and I'm like, you know, n- not feeling motivated to finish all the steps, like I can't imagine other people that are just way busier than I am or have more kids or whatever, and so, um, so I said to myself, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to include the recipes that I'm making all the time that I don't spend more than 30 minutes, uh, you know, trying to make or prepare, um, in, in the kitchen. So, um, every single recipe, there's over a hundred, um, wow. doesn't take a lot of time is the stuff that I'm actually making in my kitchen that my mother makes us when we go to her house once a week her Mm. amazing Indian food recipes and all the little treats and tricks that I um, still do to eat, you know, fun foods. Like um, I'm thinking like homemade Doritos and a homemade Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich Mm. and um, all the things that like, if I get a craving for something, I have a way to make it very healthily with the right ingredients and it still tastes awesome. And I don't have to expose myself to those chemicals. And so that's the recipes in this book. And, um, and I'm just, I'm just really excited for people to see it and see a glimpse of my life. And, you know, my daughter and my um, husband are throughout the book and oh, fun. in the book. And, um, and I'm just really excited for everyone to have that more personal look because, you know, when they see me as an activist or the food babe, they may not know that, you know, I have this family life and, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to make it just like them. And, and so I wanted to provide all the different ways that I, um, uh, allow myself to continue to eat real food and organic food, but in a very minimal fashion, because I just don't want to spend all day in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that definitely comes across. And like, honestly, my favorite part of this book is it's not just a regular cookbook with beautiful pictures and great recipes, you know, that's out there, but it's like this, the breakdown of the grocery store, it's the breakdown of, of the chemicals in your food and what you really need to avoid and why, you know, it's not just like, this is bad and move on. Like, no, this is why it's not good. Like TMAO, da, 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 you know? So it's like, it's, it's giving the audience the understanding of not only, yes, of course I should be eating healthy, but really from a health perspective, this is exactly why. And this is 
everywhere. I mean, it's it, you, if you don't look, if you don't pay attention, you are subjecting yourself to a possible cancer diagnosis, you know, years down the line. And I don't know about you, but like every time I turn around, it feels like someone close to me is, is being diagnosed with cancer. I mean, it is still, I think this is a form of activism that you're doing, that you're doing it again. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I don't think there's anything more critical in this time than to really take back control of your health. I mean, if anything uh, of the recent events have shown people is that the government is, is not looking out for our best interests. They never have. You know, they still allow tons of chemicals in our food that are linked to cancer, diabetes, heart disease. Um, they still allow the food industry to just be completely unregulated. No one's um, checking up on any of the commitments that these food industry uh, companies are making. Uh, one notable in my head is Kellogg's, uh, a company that makes primarily products for children, um, cereals with cartoon characters on it. And, you know, they made a commitment back in 2015 to remove artificial food dyes. And they said they're going to do it within three years. And I, I wondered why it was going to take them so long to begin with, because they were already making their same products overseas without artificial food dyes. It wasn't like they had to reinvent the formula. And for, for viewers that don't know the dangers of artificial food dyes, there's actually a warning label that's required in Europe that says may cause adverse effects on activity and attention in children. So this is affecting kids' brains, these, these chemicals. And we just allow it freely in our food here in America, but in overseas, they actually warn parents. Yeah. And, um, and Kellogg's knows this. And so they're one of the most unethical companies because they know that they're harming children, but continue to sell these dyes here in the United States. And they said they were going to remove it by 2018. And instead, they, they just said, you know what, we're, we're not going to do it. And instead, we're going to create new, more new products um, like Baby Shark that's directly targeted towards little toddlers. I mean, I think that's like one of the first songs that many children start listening oh, to yeah. when they're born now because it's such a popular song and it's so catchy and, you know, has a nice beat. But now they're making cereals with, you know, Blue One and Red 40 um, and all of these colored things with this Baby Shark logo just to get kids back, hooked back into that nasty cereal that provides no nutritional benefits to their bodies and, and in some cases can harm them. And so, you know, no one's regulating Kellogg's. No one's, no government official is saying, Hey, you said you were going to do this back in 2015. What happened? Right. It's people like me and you and others out there who care about their food or willing to call them and ask them. And, you know, I, I went to their investor call this year and asked them, you know, hey, where do you stand on this? And it was just a, a BS response. You know, wow. they had they had no no timeline, no commitment that they would tell us what was going on. And instead, shortly thereafter, they created waffles directly targeting children, unicorn and mermaid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was working on the graphic to share on Instagram, my daughter comes running around my my desk and, and plops on my lap and sees the graphic and she goes, mm, mom, those look, those look good. This episode is sponsored by Haya Vitamins. Did you know that most children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise? I mean, look at the bottle. Usually it's a gummy and it's filled with sugar, but then you actually don't give your child just one gummy, you give them four in a day, which is insane when you add up the amount of sugar. 
Well, Hiya Vitamins is done a little bit differently. It's designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door in a package that families love. So you have one less thing to worry about. Also, it's filled with 12 farm fresh fruits and vegetables, supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to help support a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain function, mood, teeth, bones, and more. And we've worked out an exclusive offer with Hyatt Health for their best-selling children's vitamin. This is just for Motherhood Unchest podcast listeners. You receive 50% off your first order. Now, to claim this deal, you must go to HyaHealth.com forward slash unstressed or just use the code unstressed at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com forward slash unstressed and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. The full discount is applied at checkout. Yeah. No, so, you know, they're directly targeting children with this garbage. And, um, and so we have, you know, these situations happening every single day, but is the media talking about it? No. What the media does is they actually announce when these products are made, yes. to get people to go buy them and get them excited to go to the grocery store but they don't talk about the ingredients. Nobody tell, asks the tough questions. Nobody finds out what, what's happening. You know, what are the, the health impacts of creating products like this in the middle of a pandemic, right? They're not a single article on that other than the one that I wrote on foodbabe.com. And then mm-hmm. our friend, Jesse Itzler, who um, is a, a world-renowned entrepreneur and author and um, speaker, um, is married to Sarah Blakely, you know, the founder of Spanx, you know, they have a, a lot of money, right? They're very um, well to do. And so he offered the CEO of Kellogg's $100,000 for a 15 minute interview and was going to donate that money to any charity of the CEO's choice. And not a single media person wrote about that either, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, that's worthy news. He's a celebrity, you know, and and I contacted every media person I knew. I sent out a, a note on my, you know, 400 plus thousand email list, you know, and, and not a single news report. Yeah. You have to wonder why, like, why is this information not getting out to the public of, you know, or any of these stories? Instead, we have, you know, BS stories that are being written about all the time in the public that have no impact on health. And so, we're in this world where, you know, we, we are the only ones that are going to protect ourselves. Like we are going to save ourselves. And so I just want people to recognize that. And, you know, the, the, the three, you know, it's, it's, I'm so glad I've been able to write three books now. It's kind of strange to think that three books are coming out within five years. Of it's my amazing. Life. It's amazing. I was thinking about that this morning. I know. And I'm, I don't know how it happened to tell you the truth. Like I don't, I really don't. I have an amazing, obviously team and people that help me, but I, I am just, you know, so happy that this is happening because these books will teach people the truth about food and what they need to be doing in the kitchen. And, and I'm just so excited that, you know, my book's coming out in October because, you know, cookbooks are really popular in October and, and it's just like everybody kind of hunkers down and starts cooking yeah. and, you know, after the summer, you know, excitement. So I'm just, I'm super excited for, for everyone to get food babe kitchen into their hands. And if anybody wants to know every single thing in my pantry right now, we're giving away a list of everything in my freezer and my fridge 
and my pantry. I probably should revisit that list every few months because there's always new things that I mm-hmm. find. Um, but uh, you can get that list at foodbabekitchen.com after you order the book. All you have to do is um, you know, put in your email address and we'll send it to you right away. So you can have that right away, even before the book comes out. So um, that's incredible. That's yeah. an incredible resource. Um, and we'll definitely link that in the show notes. Um, and I think too, like there are so few voices putting this kind of work out into the world, but you're still doing, it. I think that's honestly why you've been able to put out these amazing books in this short period of time, because it had to, somebody had to, and you were the only one with the gumption, with the courage to be able to do it and then still face the onslaught of attacks that came after it. I mean, it's just, I mean, kudos to you. I just uh, thank you so much for the work that you're you're doing for not only mothers, mothers listening to the show right now, but their children, you know, whose gut biomes, whose brains are going to benefit from your hard work, from your ability to face, you know, enormous obstacles from, from a lot of people with a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they, they, they wonder like, you know, Vani, why do you do this? Like, why do you put yourself in this position to go up against these big, large corporations or be an activist online? You must, you know, get a lot of uh, negative comments and other things too, that, you know, probably get to you or, you know, why do you put yourself out there? What, what drives this passion? And, I just want people to know that there is an amazing life for them out there once they get their health under control. Um, you know, when I was growing up for 20 years of my life, at least 20 years of life, probably a little bit more, I was so sick. You know, I was overweight. I had eczema all over my face, asthma. I was on nine prescription drugs. Um, I was walking around like a zombie. I didn't have a clear brain. I had this brain fog. I just remember going around. And and when I look at pictures of that time in my life, I remember how awful I felt. And to think that there are so many people out there that are like that still, and I know I see them, you know, they're walking around like Mm -hmm. a zombie and they have no idea how good they could feel. It bothers me because I feel like, um, their brains have been hijacked by the food industry. And, um, and I want them to see clearly. And I believe that, you know, there's no way I would have been able to write three books in five years, uh, for sure. If, um, if I was still on eating a processed food diet or not taking care of my health, cause there's, you just can't do that kind of work. But, um, and I also wouldn't have found my calling in life either and had the energy and the passion to do this work because, I would have still um, been kind of, you know, zombie-like. And so mm-hmm. I would have just kept going to my day job and, and working in the cubicle and just, you know, doing, you know, pushing paper, doing whatever I was doing in the corporate world. I mean, I, you know, at the time I thought it was important because I was making a lot of money, but, you know, it was like, it wasn't important when it came down to the nitty gritty of, you know, how I really wanted to impact the world and what I wanted to leave the world with. And so, you know, I think when you get your health under control, and this is so important for mothers and women too, because you can really start to achieve all the things that you've wanted to achieve in your life. Like you don't have to um, settle for less. I think that's so beautifully said. You know, how many times do we pick the safe job or pick, you know, a certain circumstance because it's safer, because we think we're doing the right thing. But when we're miserable, we don't fully come into a room. We're not fully present with our children and they feel that. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, I love it. So um, I do have a few rapid fire questions for you to round out the interview if you're ready. Okay. <laughs> True health is? Oh, eating as close to nature as possible. I'm grateful for. My family. And lastly, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? That, um, that criticism means you're doing something right. Mm, I like it. I like it. Um, okay, so where can our listeners find the book? Uh, where can they get it? And uh, where can they find you online as if they didn't already know? So it's um, October 20th. So I don't know when you're airing this, but um, October 20th is when Food Babe Kitchen hits the stands and, and is in bookstores everywhere. Um, you can come on over to foodbabe.com or even foodbabekitchen.com and find links to the book and also get that pantry list um, sent to you. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Thank you for your bravery, for your you're just tirelessness in getting this work out because honestly, we need it now more than ever. So thank you. Thank you so much, baby.